Hello, all you kind hearts. Welcome to episode 21. If you have made it with us this far, then you ideally like our show or enjoy torturing yourself. But if it's the former, remember, you can help support us and help us make great content by going to patreon.com slash syrup. There are plenty of things there to hopefully spur your interest. And if not, remember, you can always fall back on telling your friends. Well, with that, let's get you to this crazy full of roleplay and jokes and dumb stuff episode. Last time on Journeys Adrift, the crew found some old logs. What I hope is that if you're finding this, that this doesn't get out into the universe. Because it can't be allowed to end log. Dr. Lin revealed some of his past. We worked on the adaptation project for something like 10 years. And when we were finally at the culmination, he took the research and sold it to the Tellers. Zeha began to panic. Zeha is panicking about as much as Syrup is panicking, <laughs> watching her allies just fall around this creature. But then made a clutch tactical decision. Sure, you do position yourself there. You do get that flanking bonus. This thing was KC 18, EAC 16. Oh, 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 yes. Now, let's get to the episode. They heard that. Got him. Oh, my goodness. We love you, Coop. Waffles, take it away from me. All right. You guys are back on the ship with your loot. You're definitely not level four. All right, now you're all back on the ship with your loot from this laboratory. None of you died. Some of you are currently dying, but we won't know that till you wake up from a long rest. What's the plan? That's not threatening. <laughs> well, a- upon returning to the ship, just a quick status check on everybody. So Esni, is she up and is... I mm-hmm, I know her name. Nanal. Nanal. Yeah! <laughs> You remember Esni's yes. name, but not Nadal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that, that's what tripped me up, because I was looking at my notes, and I saw Esni, and then I was like, fuck. Nanal's been with you since episode one. I'm sorry, Nanal. Zal? No. I'm just very self-absorbed, so I only know my own name. For sure. Yes, Esni, the android you guys brought from the Starfinder Society down on Roselight. Is there, and Nanal is there. Esni is up. Nanal doesn't look like she's burned down the ship or attempted to stole it. Stole it. Attempted to steal it. <laughs> I'm glad she you're, neither you're stole nor tried to steal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. In that case, I mean, as we're getting back to the ship, I want to check in with everybody. Do we want to update Nanal because she is technically not a part of the Starfinder Society, which is a thing, something that I think we do forget, like that she's technically an independent diplomat agent. I did no. not forget that. We should not tell if, her. If anything, yes. we just say no one's left. It's all empty. It's kind if of if only up. because you know she's literally a diplomat. Like she, her whole thing is telling things. <laughs> well, she has also told lies and hidden information, and we don't know that she is not working for the Tellers. Yes. Well, I have no problem simply not telling her anything. Like, and and in Zeha's eyes, she's happy to just go on the ship and be like, "Okay, let's fly." To Absalom. Like, yeah. you don't need a, a hey, how'd it go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no. this conversation's happening, like, as y'all are getting ready to get on the ship, and then y'all get on the ship, maybe about five to ten minutes pass, and Nanal comes out, and she's like, oh, what'd you find down there? <laughs> exactly what I said. <laughs> so, how'd it go? <laughs> hey, how'd it go? <laughs> Tetsu drops the robot uh, he was dragging and says, defenses were still active. They're dead. We, we got beaten go. to shit, though. Like, that's that's his excuse for looking like on death's door. Yeah, just Tetsu like, looks wrecked. Like, for sure. And she's she's looking at you. She, so, you destroyed the defenses. Uh, I, you didn't leave them up. I assume the contemplative died? There was... Yeah, there's there's a bit of him in one section of the room and a couple other sections of the room. Yeah, it wasn't very pretty. Anyways, uh, we're going to go oh, head wow. off to Absalom Station now. Um, how is Esni? Well, she was up looking for food. I gave her uh, some of y'all's rations. She's an android. 
Androids can we eat? eat. Androids are partially human. Get out of here. Why would they Tetsu make androids looks over, able to like, eat? stunned. Just feed her motor <laughs> machinist. Zeha is uh, found out to be android racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let us vent her. Uh, well, that's good. Um, come on. Uh, we, we do have to get going. And she's going to try to just, like, not continue to answer questions like just keep move on yeah eisen is just like let's go to the cockpit and fly away uh, sure. i think the term is now spacist <laughs> <laughs> not to not to completely like have to role play it out or anything but and feel free to tell me if you want to go any other direction but what i assume happens just for the sake of story is she is going to continue to ask questions and eventually she catches on to the fact that you guys just don't want to answer zeha is trained in the diplomatic ways as well. Sure. So I want to do two things. Can I sense motive via culture using, because I definitely know Nanal, I've checked her before, and just get a sense of like, why are you probing? Are you, or is she, is this abnormal? Because we've seen how little she gives us information willingly from her end. And yet now she's like, what about this? What about that? And then she's actually probing. After that, sure. I will not be coy about the fact that we're no longer asking her questions or answering her questions, um, which I will role play out. But let me roll first. Absolutely. Give me the culture check as a sense motive. I have rolled my check already. That is a 25. You get the sense that she's definitely interested in what went down on the planet, mostly because she didn't get to go. You get the sense that it's she doesn't have any intrinsic like tie to the planet there's no real reason she wants to know besides the fact that it is knowledge got it she like she doesn't have a secret reason for wanting to know she just you guys know something she doesn't okay uh in which case like i mentioned like zeha's not being coy about it or just kind of like that passive aggressive not answering after a certain point once we do get going and get like her immediate captaining duties are are complete she will eventually just turn to her and just be like i apologize but we're not going to be able to give you a full rundown of the situation it's private oh okay all right i'd figure you went in there disabled defenses and killed the contemplative okay and you see her begin to like walk away like very slow foot, like strutting, like almost like dance walking away. I'm, I'm smirking. She hears no call up from the uh, uh, engine room. She's on to us. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason to hate Nano. Chick. <laughs> Tetsu pulls out the mercy pistol. I got her. <laughs> uh, no, I, I smirk at this. Um, if that's what you, uh, if that's what you deign to think, feel free. Okay. And she just continues through the door. You hear it. And she is amused at this, like, she she's dealt with this cattiness before. That's basically everyone from the Ramsemtem and against her, so. Sure. <laughs> the second we get paid for dropping her off, we jump her. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> get those credits. <laughs> Waffles, uh, as we are kind of, like, setting up and, and preparing to fly back, Tetsu is going to, as part of, like, his science officer abilities i think he could probably like monitor any like outgoing transmissions yeah for sure yeah i just want to like know if messages are being sent or coming to us and is there any way for me to tell like in what direction they're heading like whether somebody's hailing somewhere and no there's no way to tell what direction if somebody was hailing something that you have hailed before and like you kind of know the know the types of frequency like whether it's a ship or absalom station or something then you would be able to know other than that, no, it's it's pretty hard to tell. And and you will recall as well that I have asked Grace to monitor this, like with with you guys, like we've we set this up with Grace. I, I've asked Grace in the past if if when she was in her room, like any what communication right, she right. has done and that kind of stuff. Yeah, Tetsu then is just going to pay attention to what Grace is looking for and uh, see if there's any communications. Like he's worried she's. Other than spying for, like, anybody on Absalom, but he's also worried that they might be, like, spying on, uh, she might be spying for, like, the Tellas or something and being like, yo, they did it. He doesn't trust her. Grace or Nanal? The, the horrible stuff. Nanal. Sorry. Nanal. Uh, he's, he's asking, like, he's checking with Grace about, like, Nanal's transmissions and just keeping a track of the logs. Okay. Yeah, and Grace would give you a rundown of anything that happened while you were gone, which was basically nothing no information was sent out like and grace even begins probably gets stopped but begins to go into this very long details of like her door opened and then it shut 
And Tetsu then listens to it all. The cargo hold door open. <laughs> yeah, all this goes through, and basically you get the sense that and all stayed on the ship, didn't send any transmissions, and nothing's really happened until y'all got back. She made herself a sandwich. <laughs> he, she describes the details of the sandwich. First Two layer, pickles. Bread. Second <laughs> layer, tomato. Third layer, three pickles. Fourth layer, four slices of lettuce. <laughs> Lynn walks into the bedroom. Tetsu's got this cork board with like string and pins, just like marking her path throughout the ship. Um, Tetsu, are you okay? <laughs> I know it's what's going thirst. on here. <laughs> There's a code in the pickles. <laughs> Eisen, you also wanted something? Yes. I, I forgot when the session ended last week, but before I got on the ship, I would have broken off like two of the hardy li- limbs of one of the trees outside and just okay. thrown them at Dr. Len at some point before going to the cockpit. Sure. They hit him. He takes the final two HP he had left and he falls <laughs> <Yeah>! unconscious. <laughs> no! <laughs> Wait, why are you throwing tree branches at one? <sighs> there was a very... Curious fact that it's a moon and there is no vegetation except these random trees outside this laboratory. Oh, right, that were meant to adapt, right? That's a good point, actually. I mean, success. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I doubt I can do much without a lab, but I'll see what I can figure out. Thank you. Eisen doesn't say anything; he just walks past. My question to Eisen will also be, <laughs> Eisen via the GM, how long it will take us to get back to Absalom Station? I know that. One of the main things is that we can drift to Absalom easiest. So I figured it's a shorter trip. Drift. Yes. It's like three days out here per normal travel. Uh, drift travel basically from anywhere is going to take you somewhere between six hours and a day. You get the sense of where you are kind of on the outer edge of the packed worlds that it'll it'll take about a day. I, I think that's probably our best bet. I don't really need this spreading or getting told otherwise. Um, I think... Direct and quick to get back to Absalom Station. If the two of them are like kind of alone in the cockpit and Nanal's not like looking around, doing whatever, uh, Eisen will lean over to Zeha and be like, "Should we make a copy of what Grace has and delete our access? I don't want them believing that we stole something." Obviously, I don't know. I mean, making a copy of it can't hurt. We have the information that she divulged to us, um, and we can direct Grace to delete all records of our access to her, but mm-hmm. we don't know Grace's origins. If the Starfinder Society was the one, were the ones that created Grace, they might have access that proves all of that rather pointless. And I don't know if it would look worse to have gone and tried to erase our findings. I think at the moment, all that we did was we had talked to Grace and tried to un- understand what she had in her capacity. Could we say she offered it? No, I mean, I would say that we definitely tried to understand what what occurred, but we were under the assumption that the Aspis Consortium created and owned her, and therefore we're trying to understand if there were any dangerous information about them tracking us, or otherwise. I, we can ask the others. You, I can see it both ways. It, it's more just the fact that we, like, I think we can sell that we just plugged her into the lodge as a means of her survival. Like we had no other option and she just took the data as just a process of like that. I can sell. It's just the, like the access that we did is a little. mm. Honestly, I think we should go about this with having nothing to hide. And I've always been under the impression that the more information one has, the more leverage one has. And I personally aim to be a part of the Starfinder society at the end of tomorrow. All I'm saying is I'm exhausted, and if I don't want to get shot in the head by some bureaucrat, no too much. Well, I have the bigger head. Don't worry. <laughs> They'll aim for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're technically close to the same height, aren't we? Because of like your proportions and my eye level, you're taller than me. But like the top of my head is a Kasatha, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's up there. <laughs> you got a dome. You got an eight head. I do, yeah, she got I that do. forehead, though. I am pretty for a Kasata, so don't judge. <laughs> Could land a, land a plane on that forehead. <laughs> <laughs> now who's being spacist? Land, land a rover. <laughs> Is anything else happening prior to this drift travel? Uh, I will remind that the drift travel, we're obviously probably going to skip through it unless something crazy happens but it will be a day of travel which will require mode sleeping uh, so if any kind of treat disease is going on it's probably going to happen prior 
<laughs> yes. Do we know Moat's bad? Uh, I'll treat everyone that got bit. Like that's why. That's kind of what I was figuring would happen. Mean, meanwhile, uh, Moat uh, hobbles their way to the uh, engine room and basically spends the first 20-30 minutes back on board, spending the first 10 minutes to begin to repair Wasp, and then we'll spend another period of time, 10 minutes basically, to use resolve points to um, recover stamina, and then also, as a part of that mode, can get another round of repair into Wasp. So nice. it recovers 40% of its health. Oh, okay. okay. Like Poor 40%. Wasp. <laughs> Poor Wasp. Four percent, but it's, it's, it's a really one hit low. Point. It's really low. <laughs> I will. And by the way, uh, just this thought came into my head, and I just don't want to forget to ever say it. But I am totally installing a protocol from Grace to, like, as I see Moat repairing Wasp, protocol from Grace to inform me and only me anytime if I go into my room if there's any listening or other AI devices, <laughs> so I don't have to ask okay. every time. <laughs> <laughs> Grace tells you that they will do that. Excellent. And then side question, uh, is there a decontamination on this ship? Nope. Damn it. Uh, and just as a reference, Zeha, when you leave the cockpit to go wherever, you like hear the sound of like crunching glass, and you look down, and like because of how injured Aizen is, there's just been little shards oh, of no! him all over the place. Like He only has four hit points, and like he, he went down and is like broken, so like if you w- walk anywhere, especially in your shoes, like there's just crunching sounds of like little <laughs> bits of him. Zeha pauses, looks down, like confused is what it is at first, and you see her glance back at you, and then she pulls out her comm unit, types something in, puts it away, and and, uh, and keeps going, and for the viewers, she adds um, buy a Roomba. <laughs> like he's like just barely holding together like his light is sputtering it's like he's not doing well he's not saying anything he's just like he's just muscling through this and being like yeah i figure we're all just gonna rest uh once we get this ship going uh but (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'll keep distributing health as i can but that was my last one for the day on tetsu i also want to like just examine the tree branch that uh aizen gave me and pretty much do every test I can with the limited supplies on a spaceship to just see if it like adapts well under inclement circumstances like maybe I'll stick part of one like in a bucket of water and see how well it's doing after like eight hours and I don't know just whatever I can drown the fun guy give me you begin running like quite a few tests on it give me a life science check come on baby here comes a natural 20 folks 27 I was going to say, Varso, you, the player, just such a scientist. I'm going to stick it in like a bucket of water. (laughs) (laughs) Science! 27 with your limited resources on this ship and not really knowing what exactly this bark is, this kind of tree lumber is. What I will tell you is you don't, it doesn't soak up any water. You're kind of giving it a test. It's very hard to break. It's It's almost so hard to break, like you still think it's alive. Uh, even though all, obviously all the trees look very dead. You're going through these multitude of tests and you get the sense that whatever this is, it is kind of hardened, I guess. It is like a it is like a battle-hardened warrior type of tree to stand up to like lightning storms and stuff. You can even assume that some of those trees have, that were even still standing have been struck by lightning. Like a carapace? Ooh. Almost. Yeah, mm. it's almost like it adapted to the lightning. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, and you're not you're not really sure like what you could do with it. Honestly, you're like thinking about it. Like while it's hard and it's kind of hard for you to break, like Ivan snapped off limbs too. So you definitely don't think like weapons or armor or anything could be made out of it. And you're not you're not like sure what it could be used for. But you get the sense that yes, these trees were kind of planted and they and in it adaptation like project kind of thing yeah okay that's what i was looking for what waffles is not telling you is that they're also covered in green algae <laughs> <laughs> yep Make and uh, roll me a fortitude saving throw <laughs> no i'm just kidding he already got bit <laughs> okay. well i think i rolled super good on my fortitude i think i'm good nah maybe. you're good dc 35 <laughs> dang it <laughs> uh, i don't I'm think i'm gonna treat everyone's disease okay Give me those, tell me who you're treating, and give me those three medicine checks. I think it's you, Tetsu, and... 
Mo? Uh, I, I also got bit. Okay. Then I need four. Okay, uh, I would ask Tetsu for just a hand to uh, do the medicine stuff. Oh, I actually am. Yeah. Well, 18. If your result exceeds the DC of the disease, the creature gets a plus four. All right. Give it to me then. Okay, this first one's going to be on moat. Do I have 29. to roll eight every time? Just barely fail. Oh, that's nice. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, could you roll eight each time? Yeah, so this one's 18, or uh, 18 to help. Okay, you need another plus two for you. So 31, That's that might not make it moat. I'm sorry, dude. This one's going to you be did. for Aizen. Please. 17. Uh, 12. You that still helps. That's a success as oh, well. Oh, so 19. I like this better than, like, the Pathfinder helping rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is you Pathfinder running rules. I was about to say, correct me if I'm wrong, from what I understand, aiding in Starfinder's DC 10. Yeah, yes, you know, that, that sounds right. I was just thinking Pathfinder in my head, that's why. Uh, yeah, this one's going to be for that. Tetsu. Uh, can Tetsu help me help Tetsu? No. Help him help you. <laughs> Natural one. Bye-bye. Oh, no. Okay. You got a nugget. You also have to roll for yourself. If you if you mutate, no one Tetsu's will be there got to help. You. You're fine. Uh, um, Pocket nuggets. Yeah. If Len, Len feels like he's doing a bad job, he's going to use the uh, nugget to re-roll. Just quick pop it into his mouth. Feel horrendous guilt wash over him as he <laughs> uh, reflects on the death of Renthal and then Horrendous or 27. Horrendous. My God, his oh, rolls. Why? I'm built different, baby. This one's for me. <laughs> Okay, another one. Twenty-two. Wait, can you medicine check yourself? That yeah. one on the aid. You can. Okay. You can treat your own disease. But Doctor yeah, Lane, when did okay. you get bit? I don't remember this. Uh, I was the first one. Like it snuck up on me while I was chilling by the dead brain dude. By the yeah, other, it, thing. it was the uh, uh, contemplative's body that, like the small body that got him. Uh, he got hit by the little body. Little body. Well. Dr. Len is treating me. I would like to have a scene. We can do that either. At some point, I would oh. like to have a scene with Dr. Len alone. Well, I'm standing right there. That's awkward. Do it. Dr. Len, you spend like an hour. Just tre- You probably have all of them in your room or in one room or the cargo hold, wherever. And the boys. you're just sitting here going. Yeah, you're just sitting here going through each of them. Treat, treat, treat. It's like the same treat over and over. And you're doing well because you kind of get it. You've worked on this medicine. Uh, you know how to attempt to help them especially like with the vaccine in your hand and everything uh you think you've done a good job now it's up to their sleep in their body we're all dead mm-hmm. <laughs> that's because dr uh, lynn made it made the disease it's his fault <laughs> at the end of this when everyone is kind of filed out eisen will kind of stay behind and say hey doc could you think about patching me up a bit like you can easily tell from his face, like, he looks distraught where he didn't before. And he, like, is just kind of filling in the whole space of the cabin, like, cabin door, as he's, like, the last second. Uh, yeah, Len kind of, like, looks him over for a second. I am all out of my, you know, quick-acting formula that would get you patched up quick, but I can bandage you if that's what you're asking. That's fine. He'll come back in. We can talk about this once we've jumped. We'll have plenty of time. But I need to understand what that virus is. My people's body is unique, susceptible to things uh, like this. And I, I need you to explain this to me as if I was a child, because I don't get it, and I'm a little concerned. And I would rather not have to go to someone other outside of the ship. I would rather not have to explain this to someone who wasn't involved. If you explain it, I at least know I can blackmail you with the circumstances if things go wrong. So can can we figure out a time where I could sit down and you could explain this to me like I was a child? Uh, could I just get a quick sense motive to see if, like, these are actually as intense or if he's trying to, like, I don't know, play the, like, sad card? <laughs> no offense. Yeah. G- give me that sense motive. Do I even need to resist 19. this? I- no, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna have y'all stop rolling deception slash diplomacy and I'm just gonna kind of explain during, like, alpha static DC based on sense motive. That way we're not, like, gaming the system or anything. Yeah. Dr. Lin, you, you're, you're obviously not sure what's true about his race or not. Like, you don't know, you don't have a lot of insight to his type of race. You do get the sense that he's being earnest, whether that's, okay. whether that's really over-worried about something, or just truly thinks this, 
or it's actually true. Like you're not sure, but you get the sense that he's coming from an earnest spot. Like he is, he's telling you the truth in his head. Um, yeah, of course, Ryzen. I I can talk now if you want, but I have to warn you, my description won't be very all-encompassing. There's a lot I don't know. That's fine. Uh, I need to. We need to take off anyway. We'll have plenty of time during the drift. I figured it would just be easier considering we. It would make me feel better if I have to share a weakness that I at least know something. I feel like we can at least be on equal footing. What the fuck? Len noticeably <laughs> bristles when you say this. <laughs> I will murder you. Thanks now. for making me sick, Doctor. Meanwhile, uh, Zeha in the back. Why haven't we taken off yet? <laughs> <laughs> Pilot. <laughs> I, I like to think that Zeha actually says that as he's walking up, and he literally just goes to the seat and hits the go button because he already had it programmed in, <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> Alright, we drift traveling? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Alright, who wants to roll me a 1D100? I'm piloting, so can I do it? You can this time. I, I do want to, like, rotate it through the party, so if you're piloting every time, I do want to rotate it, but we can definitely start with you if that's what we want. Shoddy, shoddy captain privileges next time. <laughs> What what's bad, so we can react properly when this goes terribly? I feel like an yeah, extreme on, on, will on, be on. something. High yeah. or low is bad. Oh, Seventy six is kind of high. No, yep. no, he's looking for like one or I think or one hundred. That, that's rather middle, especially mm-hmm. in terms kind of, of Absalom Station, which is kind of like anchored. I'll go ahead and tell you. Anytime you drift, drift traveling to Absalom Station, it's going to be like a hundred. Like right. that's the only thing that's bad. It's kind it's anchored. The further out you are, I'm gonna like reduce it like one 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 like so if you're in the vast it might be 97 to 100 or something but it's it's very anchored like you can go there from anywhere <laughs> that makes sense but yeah you guys take off it is an odd feeling you kind of <laughs> pop into the drift everything around you is either space with no stars or complete random randomness like uh, there's no really better way to explain it like you see like what would look to be like Mount Fuji, but it's its own planet, just kind of like floating. And then you look in another place and you see a waterfall just on its own. And then you look in another place and you look in another place, you see like half of a spaceship that looks just literally cut. Nothing could make that exact of a cut. In terms of like the lore, is the drift considered like an alternate plane? Are we basically like like yes. shunting slightly over? Okay. Yep, it is a transitive plane. It's a completely alternate plane. Think of it kind of like the Shadowfell and Feywild. It's supposedly mm-hmm. on a mirror of the material plane, kind of like ethereal or something, but it's yeah. a transitive plane. It's used to travel. My question to that, though, is while that's the lore, how known is that? Like, just like that might be what it actually is, but like, is that public common knowledge? It is because during the gap or like right after the gap Triune became a deity and there are different like all the followers of Triune just know this as common knowledge like they're they're the people that were Triune set up drift beacons themselves like the deity did and then has since had like disciples and people that follow Triune and those people have the knowledge to set up other drift beacons therefore I assume they would know what the drift is Mm -hmm. that makes sense what about the uh, followers of Tanigal? They all died. <laughs> yeah, uh, Doldrin worshippers <laughs> killed killed Tanigal worshippers. That's unlucky. Very unlucky. Yeah, it's highly unlucky. Yo, I think Doldrin and Tanigal would totally agree to have like a ten year period where they like start like a pretend feud <laughs> between their followers for shits and giggles. <laughs> Oh God, it turned into a real feud. Like we we set up like occasional crusades against one another just for funsies. Just just for funsies. For those that we feel take it too far in the wrong direction. <laughs> Alright, with this though, you're kind of popping out near Absalom Station. And you guys would wake up prior to this kind of pop out of the drift. So I am going to ask for Jess Moat to give me a fortitude saving throw with a plus four. <laughs> Ooh. No pressure. No pressure. Plus four, right? For tree disease? Yeah. What's your fortitude uh, modifier? Probably not a lot. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> Just kidding. It's 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 a it, it's a four. Please, natural one. So natural one. It's a plus four for mm-hmm. tree disease. Lemon. Yes. Okay. Twenty one. Oh damn it! Okay. Just past that twenty. DC twenty two. But is it enough? You feel. Imagine. You feel as if you're fine. That's sus as fuck. 
All right. Len, Len will those. check in on everyone, like to make sure they're healthy. Yeah, you're you're running through everyone. I'm gonna say with you having the vaccine, you kind of know by this time with a whole nother day, you know how to test for the disease now. Okay. Uh, like you know how to like actually tell if someone has a latent version of the disease, and you're going through everyone, going through everyone. Everyone seems perfectly fine except for Moat. Moat seems to have a latent version of the disease. Moat, buddy, I got bad news. You seem to have a latent version of the disease in you. Quarantine. <laughs> you're going to need to go to a hotel. <laughs> I want a second opinion. <laughs> Tetsu walks in. You have the disease. Damn! <laughs> He's wearing a coat. He's very sad. He's just like... L Dr. Len hands him a clipboard. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you monitored. I'll do everything I can I to figure out how to make more of this vaccine. I don't have the insurance for this. <laughs> it, it's gonna be pricey. I knew I should have gotten some! 200,000 credits out of pocket. Uh, Zeha walking by will keep her distance from you, Moat, hearing all of this, and she'll be like, I'm sure the Starfinder Society has great medical coverage. <laughs> <laughs> when you tell Aizen he doesn't have the disease, he sighs something in relief, uh, uh, like a, a sigh of relief, and then never brings up what he told you the other day again. Like, you'll never get a clarification. He'll be on bated breath, but like, won't bring it up. <laughs> I want to have some leverage on you, so I feel better giving you leverage on me. What the? <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> all right, but popping out of the drift, kind of all this, all this goes down. You guys pop out of the drift with the emissary. Seen from above, Absalom Station looks like an asymmetrical six-pointed star, spreading out from the center, which the center is a huge dome with shocking greenery, basically like almost jungle meets. New York City, I think like post-apocalyptic New York City with a kind of a jungle on the outskirts of it. Central Park is a jungle. <laughs> there you go. It is Central Park, except more overgrown, because I've been to Central Park. <laughs> Artificial gravity gives a known down as being perpendicular to the disc in the arms. Artificial day and night air scrubbers and water creation also exist within Absalom Station. And... That is basically all you guys know, minus the fact that it is huge for the for the viewers and my players. I kind of equated it today to the New York City uh, of like the pact, like basically just literally a space station. It's, this space station is probably as large as New York City and has a lot of equivalent things. It has like six different residential areas. It has everything from bars to shops to the financial district. business districts. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but you are able to request docking, get a pass to dock, and you dock successfully. And to a lot of us, we are familiar with Absalom Station and or have come from here yeah. originally, right? Or passed through here. Uh, yes. A lot of you are relatively familiar with Absalom Station. Like, obviously, like I said, New York City, even if you spend two months in New York City, you haven't seen everything. But like, you have a decent amount of familiarity familiarity with it uh as far as where you dock you dock at north south east or west uh what do, i would go wherever closest to the starfinder society is actually we would ask nanal like where are we dropping you off that's true that's a fair point well that would be within the lore spire complex i assume you have things to speak with the starfinder society about as well that is pretty much in the middle so it's like a bit south right now that we've docked though nanal yeah um, um, about our second half of the payment. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, here. And you see her kind of like pull out a comm unit and she's, we're all standing kind of in the cargo hold ready to like get off the ship and you see her tap a few buttons and you all check your account. You all have plus 250 credits. Yeah. For her Dang. being delivered safe, safely. <laughs> Now if she explodes, it's not our problem. <laughs> now she dies. Uh, I would like to shoot her. I place that detonator on her. <laughs> now we take off again and take her with us. <laughs> Tetsu's going to go up to Esni and just say, uh, do you have a place to stay or need a place for work now that your business blew up? I can, sure. You, yeah, I mean, I'll be fine here. I can, I can work on my own. I mean, I was working with the Starfinder Society. I'll likely just go to the Lorespire Complex myself. Oh, yes. Actually, like, hearing her talk, like, not dying as she was last time you guys spoke to her, she is very humanized for an android. 
like most androids are kind of robot robotic and they're talking almost broken common uh she is like i said very human it's like she has her own speech pattern and everything a lot of modifications or very old maybe for an android like when when does that typically happen do i do i know that uh it it typically so androids are kind of like a small version of ai in my opinion so the longer they've been out of their android positions like not just a worker and go to sleep not just a robot anymore they become more humanized so you get the sense that she has probably been either she's never been a like enslaved android or she has been around for a very long time can i use this opportunity to roll a culture check on androids uh i'm gonna say you need a little longer i'll let you roll one on just esney herself if you if you really want to, but for androids as an entire race, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna say you need a little longer. Okay, what about uh, Doctor Lin? I think I failed the previous time I tried Cephazoans. Yeah, stay I'll away give from you me. We'll, we'll say like you kind of spent time during his doctor talk and everything. Yeah, and I've I've had like one on ones with him a couple times as he's treated my disease as well and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Twenty eight. Dang. Okay. Nabbit. Yeah, Doctor Lin as an individual again not full Cyphozoans uh, that we're still entire races are going to take a little bit for you. But Dr. Lin is an individual. You get what makes him. You get what get what turns his tentacles. <laughs> please, Goodness please gracious. rephrase that. Please. <laughs> uh, you get what you get. What wiggles his tentacles. I was about to say what makes him like jibble. <laughs> Tickles his belly mouth. Yeah, you get what rings his bell. I'm going to have to figure oh, out how to track this because... I have a differentiation between the race as a whole and an individual, and uh, I'll figure that out at some point. Yeah. Basically, what I suggest is just write down the individual, because that's much quicker. That's like a day to a week, and then the race is I'm, how my brain is going is like weeks to months kind of studying them. Okay. Works for me. But otherwise, we we do dock closest to the Starfinder Society. Which would be the south arm, as Moot said. Uh, you see the Lorspire Complex is very slightly southwest. It is not in the eye. Uh, so, yeah, you guys would dock at the south arm. And Absalom Station is yours. Uh... Obviously, I think you're you're known and it's expected to go to the Lorspire Complex first. But you can do whatever you want. If you want to just leave, go for it. We take the ship and go. Actually, yes. As as we <laughs> as we dock, like, how does that work with this ship and like Nanal being the one who chartered it? Does she do anything? Thus far, it seems since nobody was contacted, like in the Starfinder Society or anything, it seems like you're you're docking like a normal ship. Like no one exactly knows you're here. Okay, so we we are like paying the docking fee. Like we we are going and and uh almost kind of taking it as ours and within starfinder it's kind of written in the rules that like paying docking fees and maintenance on your ship is just it's part of it enjoy absolutely mm -hmm. um okay then yeah i guess we should i'm hesitant to disconnect grace perhaps we should not that i want to leave her here unattended either but nor do i want to walk through absalom station with her I mean, we could call someone to meet us. Sure. I'd say we just leave her, honestly, and tell them she's there. There is security at these docks. Zeha's still just not comfortable. Like, because think of it this way. One, there are people, like the people from the Silver Drake, that know this ship now, specifically, because they, they followed it. Yep. They also had plenty of time to get here prior to us. We don't know what Tetsu communication. dragging the ship with us. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, this is not to stop your train of thought or anything. Uh, I, I will just tell you that Absalom Station is vastly different than Upwell. Uh, like, this isn't a lawless place. Like, Tetsu's right when he says there are security guards. Like, there, it is like, like outformed police, basically. Like, ready, like, ready on guard with weapons, like that kind of thing. Yep. Raise my hands doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean your ship won't get stolen, but I, that's just for all of you to know. It's still there. Still is like okay, ship won't might not get stolen. We leave it here and or we take it with us. But like security or not, that's still a risk. So I don't I don't mind calling the Starfinder Society and asking for um, 
or just letting them know and asking if they would like us to bring it or if they would like to send guard or whatever they decide. We would ask a guard for like the front desk at the Lore Spire complex. I'm sure the yeah. guards have the ability to like uh, look at the public directory for the public uh, yeah. number. <laughs> yeah, yep, easy yep. enough. Calling front desk of the Lore Spire complex, you hear a couple beeps and you hear it pick up. You hear a female voice on the other side. G A P twenty two. What would you like? This is Zehavum T from the emissary. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, of the emissary. There you go. Um, we're returning okay. and have just docked with the diplomat Nanal and a Starfinder agent. Oh, you are with Nanal? Correct. We have um, information for the Starfinder Society as well as a retrieval. Very well, wait one. As she, like, just interrupts you. Yep, nope. While we're waiting, Eisen will lean over and say, diplomatic pouch. We can call it a diplomatic pouch. If... <laughs> that's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it is, right? When when a diplomat has something that needs to be of like sovereign territory, they have special diplomatic pouches that they I can put things in. I did not see Nanal with a pouch. Uh, that, it's fine. At this point, you hear like pick back up the phone. You're put on some sick cyberpunk waiting music. <laughs> the cyberpunk song they played theme. everywhere. <laughs> so call me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she picks back up the phone and she's like, okay, you may come to the Lore Spire complex. I will set up a meeting. Thank you. And she hangs up immediately. Perfect. That's that's all I needed. That now it's on them. Uh, I will definitely go ahead and uh, let Moat start disconnecting Grace. All right. Um, okay. Grace, how long do you think you could uh, last off of uh, power? What you collected from the ship? I feel... I am sufficiently charged. Approximately six hours. All right. Get yourself ready. We'll disconnect you. Or if you want to disconnect yourself, you can just, you know, go from there. Small question. This is out of character. Do we even want to disconnect Grace? Do we just want to go to the Starfinder Society with all the information that we have? You're the one who said it. That's a good idea, actually, because then we can be like, we have something. You said you're going to let Moat disconnect Grace. No, I know. Yeah. This, is, this yeah. is me asking out of character because I just realized. My thought is, if we're not staying in this ship, we want Grace with us. If we don't get to go back to the ship, we want her with us. Fair yeah. enough. Yep. That's a good point. We don't yeah. have to talk to them about it. And then I will let you all know this. Like, I'm going to let Nanal and Esni, like disembark as they see fit now that we've been paid unless anybody stops them. But when it's just us... <laughs> shooter in the back uh, but when it's just <laughs> us I want to kind of just like ask them I want I want to make things clear I have every intention as I mentioned to Aizen yesterday of joining the Starfinder Society by the end of today we have plenty of information we have done them a great favor and that has everything to do with where we just were and nothing to do with Grace Grace as far as I'm concerned has everything to do with Nanal and did Nanal disembark, just to clarify? Yes, uh, Nanal disembarked. She told you, she's like, well, I'll head to the Lorspire Complex. See you if I see you. Bye. Thank you. Then Tetsu goes, so uh, should I give Grace to Nanal? Because I don't think she no. should get Nanal. No, okay. no, that's what I'm saying. She left without Grace. We had an escort mission that has nothing to do with Grace, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know what she told them, but I am of the camp that unless they bring Grace up specifically, she stays safe with us. Not not in a manner of averting this information, but simply, I have every plan, like I mentioned, to be a part of the Starfinder Society. And I want to make sure that happens. That's all fine and good. I need to be in the society as well, but I am uncomfortable with... I apologize, Grace holding a ticking time bomb for extended period of time. I'd much rather hand it over to them and wipe our hands of it if it is to be theirs and let whoever chases after it fight them. That's valid. I just simply want to know ahead of going in there what our overall plan is. Uh, walk in and here's Grace, or walk in and we need to talk. I think that's going to happen regardless. I don't see why it can't be... We'll need to talk regardless. We can figure out we what will. happens from there. 
wing it then, she says with very little confidence as Moat continues to disconnect Grace and on we go. I love the wing it plan. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not so much wing it as much as like read the room, right? Like, Yeah. yeah. And then you hear, all right, I am fully not integrated any longer. Moat, roll me an engineering check. Ooh. Do you need assistance with this? When she says that, this? can I also roll a sense motive? Like, was yeah. that sadness that I heard? <laughs> or was that just the, like, am That's I just overreading Waffles this? being sad. <laughs> is the engineering something, check something that um, I would like to assist help with. is available on? Sure. Yeah, this is more uh, about, like, help. unplugging the different tendrils Grace has connected the computer. Uh, she does not retract them herself, and they're yours to go. 12 to help, so I help. 26 I have tendrils myself. I will too. 21. I rolled an 18, so um, 18 plus whatever. Is that three helps? Six. Or? Yeah. Three helps. So 24 total. Aizen, Eason's motive, a 15. You're listening to her. She's off, uh, which is weird for an AI period. It's weird. It's, it was almost like she expected to stutter and caught herself. That's what you catch. It, it was like a uh, like when a human knows they're about to sneeze and they're they're like they stop their voice like s- slightly and they just sound weird for half a second. That's that's what you catch. Eisen. What the heck? Boat with a twenty four. Easy enough. All of you are kind of around. Boop, 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 boop. Pull out each tendril very carefully. You don't think there's in any certain order you need to pull them out. Wasn't very hard. You just don't need to break something off into your ship. Grace is fully disconnected and back into a. Nintendo Switch size box. <laughs> Moat, would right. you like me to carry her securely? And I kind of like open up my arm with a twist. <laughs> I still want to ask about that later, but sure, that that's fine. Just <laughs> I hold out my empty arm that has a bunch of knickknacks in there. <laughs> it's like a car dash. <laughs> it's like chewing gum. Like. Moat holds up the 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 box. Uh, just don't you know integrate with Tetsu, okay? <laughs> like this in. small stick bug crawls on it and he pushes the stick bug in and then shuts the <laughs> latch Tetsu I need a will save no I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, she doesn't answer back though obviously because uh, she's not integrated with anything and can't talk Aizen will lean over to whoever is next to him and be like if that thing gets stolen will that count as armed robbery oh please Le- like <laughs> <laughs> alright guys we're closing the show minus two levels for Aizen <laughs> If you go to level zero, do you die? Half a chicky nuggy for as the next great pun, he gets a full chicky nuggy. <laughs> I love it. I think I'm a pun fiend. Let's I think that's the name of now. the episode. <laughs> Armed robbery. <laughs> but it's a good one. Anyways, uh, we head off to the Lorespire Complex. Alright. Walking through Absalom Station, it is as packed as you've heard of, or as packed as anyone remembers it being. You're sitting here going through the arm. A lot of the arms are where the residential areas are. And to get to the Lower Spire Complex, the quickest way for you is to go through the Vest Quarters. So you're sitting here going through and it is just this machine plate walls meets like airport floor kind of feel transitions into what you imagine like an almost futuristic Russian military feel to like to feel like for lack of better words you see vests everywhere many of them outfitted like they're about to fight each other like there are people carrying pole arms on their back there are people carrying swords at their hips uh i should say all of you would know you were warned by security you may carry weapons none may be drawn ever uh if they are drawn it should be to save somebody's life and you'll still be questioned afterwards like it is it is a broken law to draw a weapon it and it's considered like safe here like it's not like we're likely to get stabbed by somebody right yeah not at all unless you go into some of the unsafer places there are unsafe places and this is definitely not one of them you would know them they're in the lower quarters of the residential areas basically uh kind of they're so unsafe that they've been just kind of left to their own devices by uh the security the security no longer goes down there to try to make them right. But you walk through these vest quarters, vest everywhere, kind of almost military outfitted, just like like their norm. It's like their everyday. And eventually, you walk past, going down 
the ring and you make it to the Lore Spire complex. You walk in, you see you walk into this kind of double door. It's left wide open and you see this very large room almost has a royal feel to it with a large brown desk behind it and you see behind it a very buttoned up classy look for a female brown hair like down to her shoulders and she's in a suit you see her glance up definitely an android when you see like the shine in her eyes and she says yes may i help you uh this is zeha and my associates we called ahead yes we spoke not long ago i will go get somebody for you please wait I have a question for you, Waffles, as a GM. Yeah. Why are all your androids secretaries? Because <laughs> they do a lot of the menial, low-level uh, tasks. Rude. There was one... The Data wasn't a secretary. He just got murdered. That's true. Data was like, what was he, the janitor or something? <laughs> no, he was working... The, the D-boy? I mean, he I, was the I, bathroom I escort. I guess none of you actually escort. know. And none of you actually know, but off-screen, we see like his memorial. He was. He was actually normally a worker for like the back office like he actually did work for the silver drake and just in that instance he had already finished all his work and was like wanted to stay on the clock and was helping with whatever they needed which that idiot escorting strangers to the bathroom is one of the things they needed he was like grabbing people water like he 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 was working overtime basically man (laughs) i imagine all that was like his eulogy like someone's like talking at his funeral like that one day he was working overtime. <laughs> as, as his Back wife and when... children cry over his body and just thinking like his last thought was, man, I died working overtime. He had finished all his normal work for the day. Much faster than everyone else. <laughs> all right. Do you think he got reincarnated in some isekai? <laughs> He's in like a fantasy life novel now. <laughs> okay. The android leaves. Comes back. Eventually, a Lashenta male comes in. Absolutely beautiful. Light purple skin. No like blemishes on the skin whatsoever. Dark purple hair, kind of slicked back. Also in a suit. Oh, hey. You say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, come, let us talk in private. Uh, and that is where we'll take a break. Uh, I oh, knew boy. that's what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be any other way. <laughs> <laughs>